BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. A state legislator wants to create a new state agency that might one day administer reparations to the descendants of slaves. KQED politics correspondent Guy Marzarati reports. California's Reparations Task Force released a groundbreaking report this summer detailing harms against black Californians going back to when the state passed laws aiding enslavers. California does have a debt to these descendants of slavery. That's State Senator Stephen Bradford, who on Tuesday announced his plan for a California-American Freedmen Affairs Bureau. It would be a new state agency to raise awareness, determine eligibility, and ultimately pay out whatever reparations are approved by the legislature. Regardless of what it looks like, you need an agency in order to stand those programs up. There's less than a month left in this year's legislative session, so the Freedmen's Bureau bill will be taken up in Sacramento next year. In the meantime, Bradford plans to be... Working with our so-called allies and making sure that they're on board with this. I mean, this should be a priority for all of Californians. The bill currently does not have a price tag on it. That will be the biggest question for the legislature to answer next year. For the California Report, I'm Guy Marzarati. Southeast Asian refugees could get protection from deportation under a bill introduced in Congress this week by a Los Angeles area Democrat. KQED senior immigration editor Tyke Hendricks has more. If an immigrant, even a longtime legal resident, commits a crime, they can face deportation. But Congresswoman Judy Chu says that law deserves a second look when it comes to allies the U.S. welcomed as refugees after the Vietnam War. It is beyond cruelty to say that they have to be deported because of that and ripped apart from their families, especially if they did the time for that crime. Cambodian refugee Sophia Fia came with her mother to Long Beach when she was a baby. As a young woman, she spent a year in prison for credit card fraud and was later deported, separated from her eight-year-old son for over a decade. The pain of deportation is immeasurable. As refugees of war, my family and I had to endure the trauma of displacement and separation not once, but twice. Fia was pardoned by Governor Gavin Newsom and came back to the U.S. last year. She says the bill would spare others who made mistakes, but whose whole life is here. For The California Report, I'm Tyke Hendricks. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. 
Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. When you visit L.A.'s La Brea tar pits, you see an enormous variety of fossils from giant animals that once roamed the Southern California landscape thousands of years ago, so-called megafauna. But here's a question. Where did all those creatures go? And why did most go extinct so fast? Well, there's a landmark new study out that aims to answer those questions. To find out more, I met up with Emily Lindsay, a curator at the tar pits and a co-author of the study. If we had been in the greater L.A. area 14, 15, 16,000 years ago, when it comes to the kind of animals we would have seen, what would we have seen? It was spectacular. So here in L.A., we had mammoths and mastodons, which are relatives of elephants. We had giant bears. We had giant ground sloths. We had dire wolves. So it was just an incredibly rich, biodiverse ecosystem that was dominated by these large, iconic Ice Age mammals. So let's get to your study that you've released. And a lot of it deals with where that megafauna went and why. Talk to me about that. Well, so we did a study here at the Librea Tar Pits where we were able to radiocarbon date hundreds of individual Ice Age animals and figure out exactly when they went extinct. At the time that we were coming out of the Ice Age here in Southern California, it was warming, it was drying, trees were dying. And then right at a point where we see human populations start to uh, rise in North America, we enter this interval where suddenly fire activity in Southern California increases by an order of magnitude. We mm. have a record of fire going back 33,000 years in the LA basin in Southern California. And there's very little fire in the record uh, for the first 20,000 years of that record. And then right at 13,200 years ago, everything changes. We have a completely different plant community in Southern California. Uh, humans are much more prevalent on the North American landscape and all of the megafauna here at La Brea are gone. So to you and your colleagues who author this study, the, the, the obvious and clear culprit here are, are human beings. There are multiple culprits in this story, right? You have the climate change that is pushing the ecosystem to a, a much more flammable 
point, you have a buildup of fuel load that's probably resulting from the disappearance, the gradual decline in these large herbivores that otherwise would be eating and trampling the vegetation. And then you have a new ignition source in a, in a system that's never had a frequent ignition source, and that ignition source is humans. And in terms of the, the human population we're, we're talking about of that era, I mean, it's a fraction of what we see inhabiting California and Southern California today, right? We're talking about some thousands of people, not, not millions or tens of millions. That's absolutely true. And I think the other kind of warning sign is that the rate of climate warming that we are seeing from human-caused climate change today is 10 times faster than the rate of climate warming we see at the end of the Ice Age when this extinction event happens. And that makes you pause why? What, do, what 21st century lessons do you think we can draw from your, your research and the research of your colleagues and your findings? So I think this really speaks to the urgency of uh, mitigating global greenhouse gas emissions in order to slow climate change, uh, making sure that we are doing everything possible in this region to reduce the possibility of accidentally set fires, and also to try to protect and ensure the conservation of large animals that play important roles in ecosystems, including in fire regimes. Emily Lindsay of the La Brea Tar Pits, thanks so much for joining us on the California Report. Thank you for coming by. It's been a pleasure. And megafauna and all, that's the California Report for Wednesday, August 23rd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day out there. Support for the California Report comes from Paint Care. Now with more than 850 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved children and youth. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 
Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.